No permission needed. No permission needed. Upfront with creative professionals, influencers, and the coolest of the cool, inspiring you to get up, get out, and do something. So what do you think we should do? Pick yourself. And now, your host of No Permission Needed, Ozeal. What is going on, everybody? Hope all is well on your end of the world. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I am host of No Permission Needed, Ozeal. Uh, this is a casual, free-flowing, conversational-style podcast where, where we like to chat it up uh, with fascinating individuals who have given themselves permission to start businesses, launch ideas, and, and do the work they love. Uh, because, come on, let's, let's face it. You're listening right now because you're, you're thinking about starting a business or you're launching an online platform or, or maybe you're still searching for your thing, right? Your North Star and you need a little inspiration. And if that's the case, you downloaded the right podcast. So welcome to the No Permission Needed show. If this is your first time, today's guest is a serial entrepreneur and expert in helping people build a remote team online. He's been selling online since 2010 and has been pretty successful at it too, selling over 25 million worth of product through his e-commerce business. Uh, so that's not too shabby, y'all. Uh, he's the founder of uh, FreeUp, FreeUp.com, and that's F-R-E-E-E, triple E, up.com, where he helps e-commerce businesses hire remotely so they can focus more on making money and less on just trying to find the right people. I know that could be a headache. Uh, I've, I've been there, done that. So ladies and gents, uh, let's welcome to the No Permission Needed podcast, Nathan Hirsch. What's going on, Nathan? Hey, Azel. I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, man. You are the first, man. The first e-commerce entrepreneur. So I'm really excited to, to learn about e-commerce. So um, I want to start, Nathan, uh, Going a little bit back, man, prior to uh, to 2010, what was life like back then? Well, I was a broke college student. I had two parents as teachers, and mm. I always grew up with the mentality that I was going to go to college, get a degree, get a real job, have a retirement account, retire, and <laughs> that, that was going to be my life. And um, when I got to college, I learned that the, that Quinnipiac, the college I went to, was starting up an entrepreneurial program. Um, I had done some internships where I had the privilege of working under some CEOs. I got to see the, the freedom and the benefits that came along with it, and also the time that they worked and the cons as well. And I decided to take that program and be, want, I wanted to become an entrepreneur, but wanting is a lot different than doing. Um, and, and I was just this broke college kid looking for any possible way to make money and potentially start a business. So you got bit by the entrepreneurial bug, huh? And, and never looked back. That changed your world. Yeah, for me, it was always fun. It was just yeah. like it, if, if I went to a job where I was there nine to five, it was miserable. I hated being there. I was in my own head. I, I didn't want to be there. I was thinking of other things. I couldn't focus or be motivated. Um, but when I was doing something for myself, I was really motivated. It was it was a game. It was fun. I was trying to problem solve and come up with new ideas and think outside the box. So it was always something I wanted to do. Yeah, I, I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about how like once you get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug and I've tried in my personal experience, done that and then gone back to the day job and it just feels completely different. Like I'm like, what am I doing here? Like it's like I know too much, like I know a different world and this definitely nine to five job is not for me. I got to get out of here. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I've noticed that with entrepreneurs who who've tried going back into the day gig uh, for whatever reason. 
they go back and it's like their whole perspective on just life and just time freedom uh, and everything else just completely changes. Uh, so did you, I mean, have you ever gone back to the job or once you got bitten, that was it? No turning back. What was it like for you? Yeah. I mean, once I started going down that road, I started um, selling textbooks and okay. I, I noticed that the school bookstore um, was ripping me off. Um, I was yeah. buying textbooks for hundreds of dollars, selling them back for pennies on the dollar. And I was like, you know what? I can do this better. And before I knew it, I had lines out the door of people wanting to sell me their textbooks. Um, I started making more money than I had made before in my life. I was only 20 years old. Um, I was able to kind of step away from doing outside gigs to, to pay for college and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. So I started selling these books to different vendors and online bookstores. And one day came across Amazon. And when I came across Amazon and their platform and becoming a seller and responding to customer emails, it just became incredibly addicting. And I was like, you know what? I want to do this, but I don't want to sell textbooks forever. Textbooks are heavy. I'm only going to be in college for two more years, three more years. So it's not really an option long-term unless I want to just go around campuses all day buying people's books. Um, so how do I create a business where I don't have a warehouse, I don't have inventory, I don't have necessarily a huge amount of cash to just buy stuff, buy inventory? How do I do that? And that's when I came up with the dropship model. Honestly, by accident, one day it was just an idea I had years before I even knew it was called dropshipping. Um, the concept that I could sell products that I didn't have um, and make the margin of the difference between what I sold it for and what it cost me. Your first, whenever it came to, to drop shipping, and actually before we get into that, Nathan, for our listeners who, who don't know about e-commerce, uh, they probably heard the word before, I'm sure they have, uh, can you explain a little bit about how that works? Yeah, I mean, e-commerce is essentially selling products, in some cases services online. Um, you're posting these products on whether it's Amazon or Shopify or your own website, um, whatever it is, and you're essentially moving products in the same way that a, a Target or a big box store would move them, um, but you're shipping it to, to the customer. The customer gives you their credit card, they check out, you get the order, the shipping address, how many they want, um, and, and then you fill the order either from your own warehouse or you make the product yourself or you have someone make it and ship it, which is what drop shipping is, um, essentially getting the product to the customer for a set amount of money. Okay, so drop shipping is pretty much essentially what, what uh, Amazon FBA is about, correct? Is that pretty much what it is? No, so okay. dropship Amazon FBA has they have their own warehouse, so they're actually warehousing products, and when you order it, their warehouse gets an order, packages it, and sends it to you. We're, mm -hmm. we're drop shipping. Um, I I don't make the product. I don't have a warehouse. I have these vendors who they specialize in making the product. Um, when I get the order, I send it to them, and they ship it from their warehouse to the the end customer. So the pros are I don't need a warehouse. I don't have to pay for it. Right. Warehouses are very expensive. I don't have to make the product. I don't have to have the patent for the product or the idea for the product or anything like that. I just find the products with their permission to list them online. And I mean, the cons of that is you lose control. When you right. have your own warehouse, right. um, you're in control of everything, how fast it ships, it, w whether your stock levels are displaying right in the website, every little detail. Whereas with dropshipping, you're really depending on other people to to decide the performance of your store. So if, if that person, if you get a bunch of orders and you send it to this vendor of yours that's dropshipping, and then maybe they don't talk to you for three days and then after three days they're like oh by the way this is back ordered for six months and your customers don't want to hear my manufacturer messed up it's you messed up so you have to have a, a lot of control over the drop shipping situation mm, i got you okay you've been pretty successful selling what, over 25 million uh, a product 
what kind of product were you selling and, and how did you manage to undersell your ambition? <laughs> yeah, so I started off with books and okay. then I, I was like, all right, let's sell DVDs and computers and TVs and all so the stuff. That, stuff, yeah. All the stuff that guys yeah. in college want to sell. And I quickly realized that I couldn't do that. For whatever reason, the, the margins didn't work. Um, there was too much competition. There, there wasn't enough um, of a markup. So I quickly started experimenting with other, other categories. And for, for whatever reason, baby products, home goods, and toys sold really well, and I became really good at pushing these products. So if you can imagine me, a, a 21-year-old guy in college, um, just listing baby products all day, um, that was me. And I remember getting a lot of weird looks, but for whatever reason, that was really the niche um, yeah, that, that I yeah. had a lot of success in. So um, to this day, those are really the categories that I um, that I sell in a lot. And if you think about it just logically, it makes sense. I mean, most people buy a home. A lot of people have babies. Mm -hmm. um, babies need toys. Parents will pay whatever they, they can for their kids. So it was a good market for me. And it still is, although it's obviously more saturated now than it was before. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because I know there's uh, Amazon FBA and a lot of people are kind of getting involved in that space. Um, before we get to that, I'm curious to know what were kind of like the biggest lessons you learned from starting that first e-commerce, uh, that first online business? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing had to do with hiring, which is one of the reasons why I started FreeUp.com um, is all I made some really great hires right away, which was incredible. It excelled my business. Good hires make you look really good and make yeah. you a lot of money. Um, but I also made some bad hires as well, especially when I started getting into hiring remote workers, hiring workers from around the world with different cultures and different backgrounds. And there were a lot of learning lessons that went with it. For example, diversifying your hiring. Back in the day, I thought it would be easier to hire that manager of the day I called it. And what that person would do is be responsible for everything, customer emails, customer orders, any projects that were going on. They'd even be responsible for going to people's houses and waking them up if they were late for shifts. So this person would do everything. And, and if you can imagine, there was a lot of training that went involved. And when you put a lot of training into someone, if they quit, it can take you months to get a new person on track and it can yeah. set your business back. So a much better way to go about it and something that I preach to my, um, to my clients is to departmentalize, hire one person to do this, another person do this, one person do this. That way that if one person quits, obviously it sucks and it's always going to be a setback and frustrating, but it's way easier to replace one person doing one thing than to replace one person doing everything. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, not to mention Nathan, I mean, just the, the, the money and time from, from coming from that perspective and finding the right remote team. I mean, you can really, really, uh, without, you know, signing up and getting with the help that you're getting at doing at free up. And by the way, guys, it's free up.com F R E E E up.com. Um, I mean, it's difficult, man. Right. I mean, I mean, I know I've been through that process where I'm trying to hire the right people and it's just so much time and money that you go through wasting uh, where you can really be doing something productive with your business. Yeah, turnover is expensive. I mean, whether you're hiring employees or you hire a contractor that quits halfway through the project or um, you hire remote workers from around the world that you put into systems and processes, when they leave, there's always going to be some kind of setback. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned my background to Amazon. I have this great Amazon group of contractors. I started giving them out to other clients and clients were like, this is awesome. You do a really good job vetting. I, now I need bookkeepers. Now I need graphic designers. I need marketers. So we started really expanding the platform from there to the point now where we're really a freelance platform for workers all around the world. I mean, 
we offer top-notch U.S. digital marketers, and then we offer lower-level Filipino customer service reps and and graphic designers from everywhere. I mean, you name it, we have it, um, and we're able to supply a lot of e-commerce and online businesses and just businesses in general um, that have a need for online workers with all these different talent um, from around the world. I'm curious to know when it comes to like you personally now in the business, is just to free up now, are you just kind of managing, overlooking what what's going on, like the operation or are you now, are you still kind of involved in e-commerce and selling product yourself? So Portlight is the name of my Amazon store and okay. that that runs pretty much without me. I work a few hours a week. We're pretty stagnant. We're, we haven't expanded growth just because once you get bigger and bigger on Amazon, it just adds a lot more risk and quality control and stuff like that, especially when you're operating a dropship business. Sure. And to be honest, FreeUp is a lot more fun. So um, I spend all my time on FreeUp. I'm growing that marketplace. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm really focused on. What do you like about it, man? Sure. So when I'm running my Amazon business, I'm. it's much more like you and your team, your employees. And yes, you're making money and you're shipping products and you deal with the vendors, but but it's very secluded. And I didn't – at some point that gets old after doing it for eight to nine years. What I really love about FreeUp is I get to meet talented people from all around the world. I get to help them be better at dealing with clients and getting more jobs and providing for their family. And so now I have, all, I have 500 plus workers from all around the world that I have these great relationships with. I mean, I just went to a bachelor party in Mexico City and met up with two workers there and just partied with them. Um, And it was incredible. And then on the other side of it, on the client side, I get to help other people accomplish their goals, create their businesses and their dreams and what they're passionate about through hiring. And a lot of them have had bad experiences hiring before, or they're scared to do it, or they're just too busy that they can't focus on it and have a good system. So I get to be that matchmaker, um, and it just leads to a lot of great relationships. It's Absolutely. rewarding. It's fun. And um, for me, that's what free up is all about. And you get to party in Mexico. Man, how cool is that? <laughs> exactly. It kind of gives you an excuse to travel. I'm going yeah. to the Philippines in March to, awesome, to meet man. all these people that I've been working with for years, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. At what point, Nathan, for those that are listening right now there that are in e-commerce right now, at what point should somebody consider hiring a remote team? Yeah, so at the point when you're making revenue, um, you have these systems and processes that you need to take off your plate, in which case you probably want to outsource those. Um, or if you if you reach something that you just can't do or you don't know how to do it, let's say you need to focus on Facebook ads, but you're not a Facebook ad expert, then, I mean, you could spend the next six months to a year learning how to do it. By then, it could be outdated, and there's also an opportunity cost of other stuff that you should be doing that you're more focused on, but you can just hire a Facebook ad consultant from the U.S. or even non-U.S. to come in um, and handle that for you, and that's usually what I recommend doing is either on the, the lower level side, taking stuff off your plate and outsourcing it, or on the higher level side, um, hiring really talented people, those experts, those consultants to come in and take your business to the next level. I want to ask you, we touched on or you touched on Amazon and I, I want to talk to you about Amazon FBA because that's kind of the big thing. It's been blowing up. I remember when I first was introduced to it, I mean, about a year or two years ago and, um, and it had legs, man. It was moving and people were making really, really good money. Now it's, it's growing even more and more and more. Definitely noisy out there. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Amazon FBA and is that a great introduction for somebody who wants to kind of get involved in selling product online? What do you what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, FBA is great. It takes a lot of the customer service off the plate. You don't have to worry about shipping and logistics. Um, the only downside is you usually need some kind of upfront money to buy inventory, and you need a method to get the products from um, wherever you're making them to Amazon's warehouse, which is actually a service that we offer as well. Um, and there's a lot of places that do. So, I mean, there's it's more front work, and then when you get everything set up, it's great. I mean, you can kind of sit back and focus on launching your next product rather than doing the operations of getting the product from point A to point B. For our listeners that are interested, they're like, hey, listen, this is this is great. We have a lot of people that are like side hustlers, right? They want to start something on the side. You know, where do they begin in saying, you know, I, w- I want to make some money doing this. Uh, where do they begin in research, product? Uh, you have any resources where they can go to to get started? Sure. So we deal more with businesses that are more established or set up only because those are the ones that are usually hiring. Um, I mean, we partner with a lot of really great places like Startup Bro, um, Wholesale Formula, places like there. um, And it works out really well. People go there, they learn how to run an e-commerce or how to start an e-commerce business. And when they're ready to hire, we help them out and help them take their business to the next level. So, I mean, we do offer consultants that you can hire for an hour. We have product sources, uh, sourcers, we have um, different things to help you. um, But, but we don't necessarily offer a course like this is this is how you start from nothing so i recommend going to the place i just mentioned the startup bros the wholesale formulas of the world getting off the ground and then when you're ready to hire um we can help you take your business to the next level where do you see e-commerce uh businesses going man um yeah i mean i only see it getting bigger i think we're just at the beginning i i think that I don't see it stalling anytime soon. I think brick and mortar stores are going to continue to struggle and go out of business. I think that e-commerce, whereas before it meant selling products on Amazon, I think it's going to expand. I mean, you saw Amazon just buy Whole Foods, and yeah. now they're going to start offering those food um, th- those food companies that make prepackaged meals that you kind of cook, which I actually subscribe to. I don't use Amazons because they haven't launched yet, but Amazon will start competing there. Um, so there's lots of different ways to just run an online business in general, and people are going to continue to become more creative and offer services and um, sell different products and come up with new patents and product ideas. Um, And and when they do, I mean, we're there to kind of help them hire effectively and grow their business. Yeah, man, you're right there. I mean, you're right at the cusp, especially since it's it's definitely growing. Um, Whenever you're not working, Nathan, I like to ask entrepreneurs this because as you know, when we're kind of deep in the trenches and we're on a hustle, we're working, 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 what do you do for fun? Sure. So I just adopted a puppy right named on. Charlie. Good. That's awesome. So that is awesome. Man. Thank you. I've been spending spending a lot of time with him. Um, I I was working out five days a week. I'm a pretty heavy. Uh, I'm pretty heavily into working out. Um, I just had shoulder and knee surgery, so I am mm. like off the shelf for another few months. But I'm looking forward to get back to that. Um, and I have, I have an awesome supportive girlfriend named Quinn. That um, it's t- it's tough dating an entrepreneur, and, and she puts <laughs> up with me. Um, I just bought a condo in Orlando, and I have friends and. And family around here so that's usually how i spend my my free time awesome awesome nathan uh i want to thank you brother uh for for just making the time and making this happen like i said there was a lot of gold there i, I really really do respect uh, all the work and hustle that you put into uh, i have a couple friends that are in drop shipping and, and e-commerce and are doing amazon fba that are crushing it so i always you know tell people who are trying to look into the side hustle if it's something that you like to do if you're strategic if you like doing the research uh, e-commerce and, and F- amazon fba are great avenues to kind of start honing your entrepreneurial skill sets, man. So I really, really do appreciate you coming on and dropping those knowledge bombs on us, man. You're very welcome, man. I look forward to keeping in touch and and possibly working together in the future. Definitely. 
Guys, freeup.com, F-R-E-E-E, up.com is where you can check out uh, Nathan's work and, and all the great stuff that he's uh, providing uh, for, for clients. And so if you're interested in building uh, e-commerce business, if you're in the trenches now and are looking to build a team, uh, definitely check out freeup.com. Uh, so hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is Ozio. Have a great weekend. So we'll see you guys next time. Peace and one love. Thank you for listening to No Permission Needed with Ozil. Want to stay updated with the latest episodes? Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. While you're there, please leave us a kind review and we'll be sure to show you some love on our next episode. Until next time, and as Ozil likes to say, peace and one love.